I'm Julie Hyde, and I believe you can't be a leader of others until you are a leader of self. It all starts with leading you. So if you are ready to be the best leader that you can be, you're in the right place. I'll be chatting to a diverse range of leaders who will spill the beans on their leadership, how they changed the game, insights into their mindset, and how they built the courage and resilience to be a modern leader with impact. Let's get into it. Super excited to bring you this episode today with Jacine Greenwood, who is the founder of Australia's fastest growing beauty company, Rococo Botanicals. Jacine built her company empire from her kitchen bench in North Queensland because she was struggling with a lifelong acne problem. Her story is one of sheer grit, determination, self-education and believing in the art of the possible. And she is a glowing leader of self. Jacine's a single mum, former army soldier, nurse, a beauty therapist and now recipient of the beauty industry's most prestigious international gong, the 2022 Cosmetics and Toiletries LA Award. And we are going to tap into some of Jacine's incredible story today. So welcome. Thank you so much, Julian. Thank you for having me on your podcast. It's such a pleasure and I'm so keen to jump into this today. So excited. This podcast is all about leading you. And I love to ask my guests, if you were leader of the world for a day, what would be the three things that you would do? So many, but if I was to think of what I would definitely change, the first would actually be the school curriculum. I feel like it only caters for academic intelligence. And if they're not academics, they don't feel like they're valued as much because that's what the school system actually honours and exemplifies. And there are plenty of people such as artists who are not academic, but they have sheer talent. Same with musicians. There's different types of intelligence out there. And I feel like that's one of the things I would definitely change. The second I would do is I would make healthcare free and I would provide more funding to hospitals, especially for mental health, because I feel like that's an area that's very under acknowledged. And, you know, if you go to a doctor currently, you only get about three or four visits and that's often not enough. And the psychological toll of everything at the moment is huge for people. We've had, you know, a pandemic for three years and now we've got increasing costs of everything as well. So definitely health insurance, because even with private health insurance, you're still out of pocket between eight to $10,000 for a surgery. So even if you have it, there's people I know who've got it and they go, well, I can't afford to pay for the surgery anyway, even if I've got the health insurance. And the third is I would abolish payroll tax. <laughs> oh, I think a lot of business owners out there be going, yes. I've never understood a tax that actually taxes you for giving people jobs. To me, that should be celebrated, not taxed. Here's another tax for, you know, reaching, I think it's, I'm not sure what the threshold is now, but we're just about to hit it. it used to be 1.2 million in payroll. I think it's actually just slightly elevated, but you're providing people with jobs. I've never understood why you would tax a business for 
giving employment to people, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, well, I love all of those three points. And I think, as I said, many, many people listening to this will be on the bus with you with the payroll tax because to make it so difficult for the biggest contributor to the economy, which is the small and medium business market, it's just insane. And the mental health is such a great point because I saw a great documentary, I think it was the last month, it was called Thrive. And they were saying how we invest so much money in the treatment of mental health, but not in the prevention of mental health. And, you know, making our healthcare free would be just so phenomenal for people. So I think I'd love you to be the leader of the world for longer than a day. (laughs) Just saying, let's keep along that train of thought and really tap into your journey because you started your business from your kitchen bench because you were struggling with, you know, your lifelong acne problem. And it's such a huge leap to do that, to really put all in and just go for it. So what made you take that leap? Primarily the reason was frustration, to be honest. Like I had been struggling with my skin for more than 20 years. I went to dermatologists and it didn't really work because it irritated my skin. And so my skin then became more sensitive. I tried every product out there and none of them actually really helped my skin. And so that was the main reason. And then, of course, my children started developing eczema. And for me, that was very personal and heartbreaking as a mother. I quite distinctly remember with my son, who's now 20, every night I would have to wash his sheets because he had scratched himself to the point that he had bled. And he would then get infected And I just thought there has to be a better way. So that was what prompted me and pushed me over the edge to actually do it. And look, honestly, for the first six months, I questioned whether I was even smart enough to do it. Because when I started, I wasn't a chemist, but I am now a chemist, a qualified chemist. And so I literally self-taught myself cosmetic chemistry. And then when I did the course, I breezed through it. The exam was three hours. I did it in 30 minutes and rescued the cat off the fence as well. I'm not a good example because people ask me how hard was the course and like I did it in 30 minutes, but I know other people have taken two and a half hours. But because I'd already had that self-taught, it was so much easier for me. Amazing. And you did do all of that just through curiosity about how can you improve things for you. You then wanted to just make a change within the industry, which leads to your empire. It's just such a phenomenal story. And I really encourage people to read the full brief of Jason's story because it's incredible. So you have also grown your business while you were suffering chronic pain, relationship breakdowns and the rest, but you propelled forward anyway. So I think that gives a real insight into your character. So how did you dig deep into your resilience and just keep going? Because it's very easy to give up when times are tough. For me, it's all about what you choose to focus on. So I'm very much into personal development. And I found particularly with chronic pain, the more you focus on something, the more you get of it. For those people, if we're having a bad day, if you focus on everything going wrong, you tend to get more of everything going wrong. So I remember after my first surgery, it was botched because they only did one disc really well and I had an anaphylactic reaction during the surgery to an antibiotic that they'd given me as a prophylactic to prevent infection. So it wasn't for any other purpose than prevention. And my blood pressure dropped through the floor. So they really rushed my surgery. I was left then with chronic pain. 
And the psychologist commented that she couldn't believe that psychologically I was not in a ball in the fetal position on the floor. And she goes, why is it that you're not? And I said, because we have choice on how we choose to focus our mind. You can either choose to focus on what's going right or you can choose to focus on what you can do, not what you can't do. So I've always focused on what I can do. I also have made myself set realistic expectations. So there was one point where I could only work five hours a day. I'd break my day up into chunks. So if I did half an hour here and then I had a rest, that was okay. I would just extend it out and make it longer. And I think also too, like for me, I've always been one that lives in hope and hope's the most powerful emotion on the planet. Every day is a new day to me. And whenever I've been faced with a problem, I focus on what can I do differently or how can I do this differently? And when I actually ask that question, your brain actually looks for ways you can do it. So I don't believe basically that anything's impossible. If you say to yourself that's impossible, then your brain just won't look. If you go, how can I do this? And you leave that with it, you'll be inspired with things that will come up with you. Another really strong belief of mine, I've got the ability to actually have absolute faith and belief, and that's a superpower. I would love to say it was from my parents. My father was an Anglican minister and my mother is a retired one now. My father's deceased now. But I really have strong belief and faith and it means I can be unwavering in my belief. I believed I would succeed and so I just kept going because to me I knew I would. So it just gave me the ability to keep putting one foot in front of the other even when I've been knocked down a couple of times, Julia. Like there are a couple of times where I nearly lost my business and I just kept going. I just went, no, just get yourself back up again. Where are we going? What are we focusing on? That's the direction we're going. And I've even done this with my team. They were panicking and I've went, this isn't serving us as a company and it's not serving you either. If we focus on what's going wrong at the moment, as in with the economy or anything else, it wasn't internally, it was external. I said, we have no control over that. So I choose to focus on what I can control and the things I can't control, I just let it slide off me because you'll put yourself in knots if you're trying to control something that's out of your control. Oh gosh, there's so much in what you just said there. It's just phenomenal because as you said, if you keep telling yourself that you can't do something, you won't do it. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, doesn't it? Your mind believes it. And I think we were talking about your, you know, your mind being really malleable. Like you can change how you think. And as you say, we all have a choice. And I absolutely firmly believe that that we all have a choice no matter what situation we're in, we have a choice as to how we respond. And it sounds to me like you've got absolute clarity on where you're going. I absolutely do. We've got very clear in our mind what we're doing for the next 12 months in particular, like for 2023, we are going into Canada, we are going into the UK, I've already got it planned out. And not only do I have it planned out, my team know where we're going. So they're all bought into our mission and our vision and what we're doing as well, which is really crucial as a business owner because if no one believes in where we're going, they're not behind us and they're not supporting me. And no one can build an empire by themselves. We all need our team. And I love my team. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I've been dealing with your EA and she's just phenomenal. So I think she's a great reflection of you and your principles as well. So Elise is awesome. We are all leaders, but you cannot be a leader of others unless you are a leader of self first. 
Over the past two decades, I've empowered hundreds of leaders to deliver positive impact to the business they are representing, resulting in extraordinary sales growth and high staff retention rates. I'm often asked the question, how can I work with you, Julie? Here's how. I present one-hour keynotes to corporations, providing practical tools and strategies for leaders and their teams to take control of busy, to be intentional with their actions and achieve the high performance results that they're looking for. I also work one-on-one with a select few ambitious and courageous leaders who understand the key to creating their success starts with them. So if you'd like to connect, you can find me at juliehyde.com.au. I believe that leadership is a mindset and also that it is a choice and we can choose to be the leader of self before we lead others or not. And you just have this incredible positive outlook and I feel like your energy is really infectious. Like I've only spoken to you a couple of times and she's really infectious. And I've got no doubt that that helps you recruit people to you. I mean, it's really hard at the moment and in the climate that we're in to attract people to your business. So what do you believe is the key mindset attributes that comes to you or that you choose to adopt that contributes to your success, but also your success in leading people? I definitely believe in leading by example. I'm ex-military, Julie. So for me, I had three years in the military and one of the things was camaraderie and getting in and helping your mate. And I've done that through my nursing career. I do it now. I would never ask my team members to do something that I am not prepared to do that I can physically do because I don't think that that's fair. We've had instances where we've had deadlines for production. I've been down in the warehouse putting boxes together and they've all come down with me. I've gone, guys, we need to get this out. There's a deadline. Who can come and help me do some stuff down in manufacturing? And we all work together as a team and they see that. But also too, like during COVID, it was financially hard for people. I was the first person to take a pay cut and I was also the last to get it back. My staff all had full wages and I waited another three months before I gave myself my wage back fully. So I do lead by example and my staff are very aware of that. I think the attributes from mindset is I don't believe anything is impossible. And this has been crucial for my business success. Often with skin conditions, we get told that there is nothing you can do for them. I don't believe that. And this is partly why we've been successful. And it's the epicenter of innovation for me. Because if I believe it's possible, I generally will find the way. It's also crucial for business success because I don't see a problem. I look for how can I fix that or what is the solution to that? Another thing that's really crucial is becoming comfortable with being uncomfortable. And as humans, we actually desire certainty. It's hardwired into our DNA. And when you're an entrepreneur, you don't have that. There's no certainty at all. I think the last three months has just shown me how much my resiliency is and my ability to cope with uncertainty was. Because at one point, like we're now in this beautiful premise, but at one point we were negotiating this lease. We didn't know if we were going in here. We literally had four weeks to get out of the old one. And I thought, where are we going? We looked at other premises and even my staff were like, they didn't know whether they were coming or going. And my husband was stressed. And I just went, just trust. Everything will fall into place. And then we had a meeting with the tenancy here. And they said, oh, you can move in early. And literally the following day, we got told we had to be out of our beanery warehouse. And we just went, how is that for things lining up? So I feel like 
We have to be able to control our emotions. And that is a huge part of being comfortable with uncertainty because fear takes over. And the more you can handle uncertainty, the more you can tolerate not knowing how things are going to come together, the higher and the faster you will climb in business because your ability to handle risk and uncertainty will elevate you so much quicker. Another trait is being able to be calm under pressure. When you're under pressure, it's really easy to snap and make bad decisions. So I generally can make really good decisions and remain calm under extreme pressure, especially when things don't go to plan in business, because as much as we try to plan things, again, external forces such as shipping and that are totally out of our control. So that's really crucial. And my other big belief is there is no such thing as a mistake. There is feedback. So people often beat themselves up when things don't go to plan or perhaps they didn't do things as well as that they should have. But we've got to understand that failure is actually part of success. I don't know any person in business who's really elevated and achieved greatness who's never had a failed business. Most of them have had a failed business. So my lessons are, if you're going to fail, fail hard and fast and learn the lessons and then pick yourself back up again and start again with those lessons implemented. Yeah, that is just all incredible and it's just such a reflection of I think the success that you've created and how you've done that the calm under pressure that's such a skill I think is that a habit that you have practiced or is it just something that comes naturally to you because I feel like I can do that sometimes and then other times I just tend to get a little dramatic I think when it's something that's not personal where it's not like a personal attack, I'm absolutely calm as a cucumber. Or when it's something that can come across because people, when they're hurt, lash out personally, that's when I have to tell myself to just breathe. And so I just go do three deep breaths and just breathe. And I never make that decision when I'm angry. I always wait until I'm calm and then I go, okay, how are you going to deal with this? It never takes me more than a couple of hours to make that decision. But definitely when it's personal, I do need to breathe. And I've had to practice that to relax my mind, to go just breathe, let it go, go and do something else, think about it, and then come back to it to decide how you're going to respond. But yeah, with things that are not personal, I think it's just a habit of mine. But I think that's come from meditation as well. And the more we calm our mind, the better we are able to cope with stress as well. Oh, such great advice there. There's so much I want to ask you. And like you have won the most prestigious award in New York, the Cosmetics and Toiletries LA Award that is normally given to the big brands like, you know, the Yves Saint Laurent, L'Oreal, all of those really well-known names. So how did that feel? Like when you got the gong, like how did that feel? Honestly, it was completely surreal. I honestly didn't think I stood a chance. I say that because imposter syndrome keeps hitting us every single level of growth and people think it goes, it doesn't, it just resurfaces in a different way each time you elevate. You know, I always thought I was innovative and my clinic owners told me I was innovative, but I think it's such a huge honour to be recognised by your peers who are experts in their field as an innovator in formulation, that's just been an absolute honour. And ever since then, it's been such a whirlwind. We've had so much publicity. We've had so much also recognition, both professionally with, from within the industry as well. And the credibility it's given both myself and my brand is absolutely massive. I mean, personally, it's actually been the highlight of my career. I don't think it gets any better than that. So 
Yeah, yeah. And congratulations. Like, it's just phenomenal. I'll be sharing all of the links that you can check out JC's story and the Rococo Botanicals in the show notes. So easily clickable. And I can't wait to start my skincare regime with Rococo. And yeah, I'm really excited by that. You've shared such phenomenal parts of your story here, which gives a really great insight into the leader of you. And for our listeners, is there a final message that you would like to leave with people today? My only message I believe is if you are in business, seek out a mentor, get a mentor and get advice from them. They shortcut your failures and they help you elevate much faster. When I first started, I didn't have one. And I made so many mistakes. And if I had have just had one, I would have realized where I was going wrong. They allow you to leverage on their experience. And they should be far more successful than you. And one of the things I would say is make sure that they are. Because I do find in the industry sometimes there's smoke and mirrors. And make sure that they have got the runs on the board and that they are legit. Because I've had mentors where I actually was earning more than they were and I thought they were bigger than me and it was only after I found that out. But, yeah, make sure that your mentors have got lots of business experience. And my other last question is just believe in yourself because at the end of the day, it's your opinion of yourself that is going to determine whether or not you rise. It's not the opinion of other people. It's what you think about yourself that's going to determine how far you go. So start believing in yourself and start giving yourself some love and some care and start talking nicely to yourself because it will help you elevate. Oh, my gosh. I don't think we could have finished the episode any better. That's such wise words. And, Jason, thank you so much for being so generous and with what you've shared today. And thank you for being such a leader in your industry and for making such a difference for so many. And as I said, I really encourage people to check out the Rococo Botanicals, particularly on Facebook, where Jacine shares lots of the results that they're achieving very, very quickly. So again, congratulations on your incredible success. And thank you for being part of leading you today. My pleasure, Julie. Thank you so much for having me.